To the Shire Fit Podcast. Good, sweet. Yeah. Well, we are live, um, and we have got like all of our thousands of listeners listening to you right now on Eater as well. We're not really live. I'm only joking. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> um, but welcome to the podcast, and welcome listeners as well. Um, we have got Anita Tucker on with us uh, today, and um, if no, you don't know, she is a high-level regionals athlete, high-level competitor. She's dragged me around the competition floor a few times as well, um, and we're going to be talking today all about training, competing at one of the highest levels there is in CrossFit, um, and also coaching, and now also about opening um, her first location with her partner, Matt. So um, first up, would you want to sort of tell us a few fun facts or a little bit about yourself, uh, Anita, so people can sort of get an idea and listen about you yeah so first of all my name is Aneta <laughs> I like to say I like to say Anita <laughs> it sounds really posh <laughs> yeah that's as far as you can go away from me being posh uh, fun fact well I said that when somebody asks you about fun fact or random fact about you you always realize how boring you are I do have one though uh, in one of the competitions uh, one of the photographers got a shot of my ass <laughs> viral on instagram yeah and in within three days i went from three thousand followers to nineteen thousand followers <laughs> and uh, then it keeps going viral every now and then so every now and then the ass pops up somewhere on instagram and i get a few more thousand followers <laughs> from that. so is that what you're saying your first top tip of the podcast is if you want to get <laughs> yeah. a lot of followers uh that you need to yeah get photos of your ass yeah, i love it exactly. That's fantastic. There was no space. Um, they start following me a lot of the time, and then <laughs> week or so, I lose hundreds of them, and some of them stay. But yeah, and they realize there's not as much us. Yeah, oh, so yeah, it's fair. It's, it's, more, it's more of your husband's Matt, isn't it? That's uh, yeah, yeah. It's more of him <laughs> on there. Uh, that's wicked. Well, like in true nature, we always do on these. We start with quick fire questions to get you warmed up, uh, get people start to know a little bit more about you. And I think the way you answer these, people can sort of get a gauge of what you're all about. Um, so, if you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Lemon cake. Lemon cake. <laughs> that's a good one i like it um okay if you're an animal what would you be and why i'd be either elephant yeah um, or panda i like the panda one why would you be an elephant <laughs> they are just they're amazing well i would like to be because they are so fucking clever um yeah so that's like me striving to be an elephant but I'm more like a panda, really. <laughs> yeah, they are a little bit, aren't they? I that love is it. the reason why they're endangered. <laughs> and who, uh, I'll tell you what, okay, superhero power. What would be your best or your dream superhero power? Uh, super healing, so I can train more. Oh, that's so specific. That is, I thought you were going to say something like flying, super healing. <laughs> uh, what is your dream job? I'm doing it now. Yes, that's but what I like to hear. if I didn't do this, I would be... I would be working somewhere on safari or something like that, looking after animals. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any like hobbies outside of CrossFit and coaching? 
I used to, um, and then CrossFit pretty much took my, <laughs> overtook my life. But yeah. we have two dogs, and I love doing dog walks with them. Anything outdoors, I love. Yes, um, that sounds good. Boarding in summer was amazing. Are you a uh, morning or a night person? Morning. 100%. Early morning or like medium morning? Well, I'm early morning if I can have a nap about nine o'clock. Yeah. If I can't have a nap about nine o'clock, then I'm about eight o'clock in the morning first. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Um, do you have any like weird or like strange things about you? Um, oh, that's probably a question to Matt. <laughs> um, there's like loads of them, but not publishable. <laughs> yeah, probably as on the podcast, can we put them on? I know a few as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll, we'll leave them off we you know we want to keep your nineteen thousand followers we won't let we won't even talk about them <laughs> uh, that sounds good to me um and then final one then which you asked last time do you have a favorite movie oh i've just been introduced to some of the british i don't even know if it's british but some of the um what is it called like the lost no lost boys, lost boys. Uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Never seen those movies. Um, uh, I I don't really have one movie. As long as I can laugh. Oh, so you like comedy movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elf makes me laugh a lot. Okay, and it's good. It's good timing for Christmas as well coming up. So Elf's a good one. Yeah, I do like Elf. He's good. Um, I will throw. I love um, uh, Step Brothers. That's my favourite comedy film. I don't think I've seen that one. Either. If you've not seen it, you've got to watch it. It's got like some of the best quotes in that have ever. Tonight, um, yeah, definitely. And when, when we've been competing, some of the quotes I've been saying where you look at me really weird are probably from that film. <laughs> but, yeah, for more than likely. Well, um, we can sort of begin talking a little bit about your like background because um, Annette, you're not from the UK, are you? Where, where are you from? You called me by my real name. I know, I know. I thought it'd be nice this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Czech Republic. Um, but I've lived in England for, well, most of my adult life since uh, I was 21 years old. So 12, uh, 13 years. Oh, oh, shit, nearly 14 years now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. You're allowed to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's, and that's awesome. And then what about your upbringing then? So what was, your, was, your, was your upbringing similar to like someone that lives in the UK? Or was it completely different? Well, I have no idea what it looks like when you grow up in England. But uh, <laughs> I, I had... Um, I had really, I come from a small village, so my childhood I spent just outside being like just in playing in dirt in the streams and like in the fields with my friends. Like in the evenings, the parents just was, would hose us off in the street to see which child is which and then would bring us home. <laughs> um, we were like always active, always outdoors. And uh, then at school, I would uh, take part in all the sports activities, but I never did we never really had any clubs or anything like that. So just what the teachers would do for us, that's what I would join. So some gymnastics, a little bit of basketball, handball I did um, for a few years. And then when I was growing up, I was really lucky that Facebook didn't exist. So there is no evidence of my stupidity, um, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but then when I was 18, I got, about, I got really just lazy and I did nothing. I literally did nothing. I just wanted to be skinny and I like, and I did get skinny, but then I was too skinny. I couldn't even climb stairs without being out of breath. 
uh, because I just literally lived off one bread roll a day. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I went to study sports management uh, at university, and uh, I got back to like doing pretty much all sorts of sports that we like had every semester. We had different sports: so volleyball, tennis, um, hockey, uh, rock climbing. I loved that one, uh, and we did like winter and summer camps as well so it was it was really really cool at the time and got me back into exercising that's fantastic what what how does handball work the sport so it's um so there are two goals you, you're not allowed to kick the ball you can only throw the ball you you can make three steps while holding the ball um and you just it's really fast game um you in front of the goal you've got a line of people so you're trying to it's like a wall of people you, tr- you need to jump and throw the ball over the wall of people and like or find gaps between and like get through so there's like uh, i can't remember what the distance is from the goal to the wall of people that's that's the distance you're throwing the ball from and did they and, did they struggle like jumping and throwing the ball over you used because of you using <laughs> all your height <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they, they, yeah, of course. You remember playing uh, handball at school, um, one of the school games, and uh, we were literally midget teams, and there were <laughs> the like absolute monsters played against us. We were so battered. They they didn't even have to jump, but like when they did, it was like knee to face. It was quite. <laughs> it was That's fantastic. What um? So what brought you or or had you come over to UK? What when? How old were you? And sort of what brought you over? I the first time I came to England for a week was with school. I won um I won a trip because of a joint English competition. And I always enjoyed uh, like English classes, and I so I came here for the first time. And I knew that after school I will want to go back to England again. I don't know why, just just I really like it here. Um, and then when I finished university, I finished my bachelor's degree, and I meant to come here for a summer to see my friend who's lived here. And um, after summer, I, it was another month, and then another month, and then after. 10 years my mom stopped asking if I'm going to come back again <laughs> and then I got married and she knew I'm not going to come back and again. that was it then yeah but did you did you start doing CrossFit when you when you came to England or was it before that was way like was, that was um six years after I came to England yeah so at least six years um so when I came to England I that was like party time so a lot of drinking like working in cafes and uh, restaurants and bars so it was a lot of drinking. I joined fitness first and like, and did bits then, but nothing really specific. And I was, again, my main goal was to be slim or yep. skinny as my friend. And um, so I just did, did treadmill, usual stuff, treadmill and abs. And uh, then when the membership would run out, I wouldn't do anything for a few months. I would maybe go for a jog and then I would join again. And it's just like the usual, like the usual stuff. Then uh, luckily I, um, when I joined again, um, they offered me PT sessions, three, three PT sessions. And um, when I started PTing with this guy and it was really good. So I got to do different stuff. I got to lift some weights. Then um, Matt saw me running on a treadmill, so my ass. Oh, here, here, we, here we go! Here we go! Uh, 
turns out he was um, he had a common friend so we got on date and um we started doing pt with his pt as well who introduced us to crossfit so really matt was the one who got me into crossfit and it turned out that i was quite good at lifting weights um eastern european jeans i was literally i was literally just about to say that <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so must be some probably drugs running running in my bloodline from some time. <laughs> <laughs> you when, you're, when you're about three years old, yeah. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Um, <laughs> Just like to add. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish I were because I wouldn't be so sore. Um, and uh, yeah, we joined we joined then the CrossFit gym, and it was love on the first sight. Absolutely loved it, and I was hooked ever since. That's amazing. And then, so you were based over in the West Country then, weren't you? Is it like Cheltenham Way, wasn't it? Yes. So I've lived in Cheltenham most of the time yeah. uh, since I lived in England. Um, after, after literally, I think it was six months of doing CrossFit, uh, we went on level one, CrossFit level one. So uh, we were allowed to coach after that. Um, I still don't know how I passed it. I don't think I would pass it again. <laughs> I remember reading those questions. They didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and um, I started shadowing classes then and started coaching a few classes a week just in, um, as, like as a part-time like on the side of my regular job and I really really enjoyed it and it got to the point that uh, I got there was opportunity to take on a full-time coaching job after I think it was after two years of coaching part-time and that meant moving to Farnham, where the gym wasn't built yet. So it was literally starting from scratch. And uh, it was challenging at the start. It was a lot of uh, long days and long hours. But it was one of the best things I've done. Um, like building the community. And uh, it was just, it's such a cool job. I, I wouldn't change it. So that's what I've been doing ever since. But um because Farnham is quite far from Cheltenham, where Matt has his little boy, Bobby, we decided to move back this way. And we had another opportunity to take over CrossFit Forties head that, uh, like, some coaches left and the community was, like, falling apart. So it was another little project to rebuild that. And we managed to do that. So we got another great community still growing and coaching team still growing. So um, we decided that we would love to do this for ourselves as well. So that's what's happening now. That's fantastic. That's like a quick view all through your coaching. Cause I think a lot of people don't actually, they obviously look at you as an athlete online. I know they do. And a lot of people talk about you talk as an athlete, but you actually had a really big coaching background um from i remember from hearing about you coaching um i think it was over at crossfit cheltenham doing some part-time yeah. stuff helping there and then obviously yeah. you moved all the way down to um is it far farnham isn't it and that's yeah. like south london isn't it is that right is that yeah. south london yeah south london and then obviously then coming back over to portishead in the west country you've been how long have you been over there for now so this uh it will be a year in january yeah that's fantastic and then uh and now you're obviously moving on to your next bit, but I suppose we'll talk about that later on or towards the end of the podcast shortly. Um, when did you like do your first competition or what made you want to do it? Like step in and go, I'm going to have a go at doing a competition. The very first competition I did was at CrossFit Gleevem. Uh, it was just one of the small in-house comps mm. we did. And it was such a fun day. And 
I was like fairly natural at like picking up the movements and fairly strong as well. So I ended up winning that one. Oh, just, you um, know, as you do, yeah, you know, just but, as you win. That, that was probably the last time I stood on top of the podium. Oh, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember how much fun it was and like that feeling on top of the podium was so cool that then, um, a few months after that, there was, um, online qualifiers for battle of uh no i think it was london throwdown then yeah it was a london throwdown yeah Yeah. competitions but pretty much the whole uk pool was there yeah and it was such a cool comp and so i did the qualifiers and like didn't think much of it but i did manage to qualify and um i remember the first time i stepped on the competition floor i had this massive beaming smile on my face and it just didn't come off for the whole weekend. Yeah. I just absolutely loved it. I, it's just I don't know. It's it's still there. Every single time was I that, uh, was that uh was that the copper was it the copper box? Is it that one? No, that was after that was a year after, wasn't it? This was at the Brunels University. Yes, that's it, Brunel, yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. And there was like I remember at the registration there was Catherine David's daughter and uh, I stood there thinking, my God, look at those arms. How <laughs> massive. Oh yeah. I was like, so, I didn't know any of those guys. I think the only person I knew was Sam Brakes then, but like, I didn't know anything about catching David's daughter. There's like all, like a lot of the top elite athletes were there that weekend. And yeah, I remember watching them in the final because I didn't make the cut. It's like, yeah, I definitely want to be able to do this. Yeah. What was your, uh, when you first started competing or even now, what, what is like, what stuff that comes up and you're like, yeah, I've got that. What's like, uh, your like, what stuff you love? Thrusters. Uh, yeah. I don't love them. I'm just good at them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but you're good, is, at bur- you're good at burpees as well. Yeah. If, if it's thrusters and burpees, I know I've got that. Yeah. Uh, if it's heavy lift, I probably won't be winning it, but I know I'll be at the top doing well yeah yeah well, you're ridiculously strong yeah um it's been stagnating a little bit so we we're doing some work on it with john now um because i haven't like pretty much pb'd my snatch in two years but it's not so much strength as the technical aspect but um so we're working on that uh but i love everything in crossfit i love all the movements but I really don't like when they're put all together. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. What's your, what's your, like, if you saw something come up, what's your dreaded combination? Like two uh, movements. I've, I've just done um, strength and depth qualifier. And that was actually very similar to the Jack the Hopper workout we okay. did. Oh my God, that is my dream. What, what was it? What was it? Rowing. Yeah. Touch and go, um, barbell cycling, and yeah. dumpster bar. Oh, fantastic. You can't go like, yeah, it can't be anything worse. <laughs> Maybe deadlifts. If we added deadlifts to it, yeah, yeah, that would be okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. We did some horrendous workouts there, but then obviously, in terms of your competing, you've obviously uh, quite quickly and like, over time been competing at a high level, and that's what definitely a lot of people now know you for and see you as. And um, I know obviously you going through a scene. I definitely saw you competing, um, and you've obviously been to regionals as well. What was your like? And you've definitely spoken to me about your lead up into trying to get to the regionals. But like your brief overview of like some of the hardships you went through, um, just so people, I, I suppose actually, so people that listen to it understand that it ain't just a quick ride, just to quickly get to regionals. You're there, easy peasy. 
it's a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hardships along the way, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It wasn't quick um, journey at all. Um, I remember the very first on open I did, um, I just did it as if it was the in-house comp. And uh, then when I saw the leaderboard, I was like, oh, right. Uh, that That's the kind of intensity we're talking about. So I, I definitely didn't work hard enough then. I probably wasn't probably prepared for it anyway. So that was bad. First year I started CrossFit, I did my first open and like I was nowhere near to be like going to regionals. So the second year I thought, right, um, I know what to do now. Let's let's pick up the training. Let's like I know what I like how hard I need to work. Um, the months before the uh, open, I fractured my hand jumping on boxes on my rest day so <laughs> if it's your rest day don't do anything stupid like that that's top tip number two uh-huh and uh so the splinter came off literally the week before they open and um after not doing any grip work it was snatches and double unders and uh yeah so literally every every week i introduced the movement back into my training it was in the open Okay. I didn't, do, I didn't do like horrendously bad. I still ended up 80th that year, but that's 80th in Europe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Europe, yeah. Not yeah. Uh, but only 40 qualified, so I was way off the qualifying spots. So it was uh, that was quite a few tears that year, and um, really a lot of frustration because I felt I felt pretty fit and ready for it. And, um, and you'd spend that whole year training for that as well, hadn't you, yeah. in like preparation? Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't really do many other competitions. I would maybe do French throwdown, but I wouldn't really do anything else because that was my main goal. So, yeah, the whole year of training, like when I did that, when I did the hand um, and then I tried to pick up a mango in a shop afterwards and I started crying, not because it was painful, but because I realized what well, fucked out I am <laughs> training a whole You only just realised it then. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, you just think like, a whole fucking year is thrown away. But it's not really, it wasn't thrown away. I just had a whole year in the bank. Yeah. I will just use it another time. Yes. So, moved on. Next year, even fitter, even stronger, even better more ready less uh, i had less um weaknesses um and i was preparing for one of the comps um in manchester and uh, i was testing crossfit total and on deadlift um my back went and i remember it just felt like a little pop in the back and it all seized up and i just couldn't move for a week and again this was one month two months before the, no it was january so february yeah 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 it was so a bit about a month before yeah um so i had to pull out from that competition and um, i was working with chiropractor and with james jousey and um like he was honest with me like he went if we can either patch you up and you get through the open possibly get to the regions get through it and then you'll be screwed or you can just step back and just, like build it up again so I did a step back and uh, I spent three months with James um, just doing his rehab programming, uh, which was one of the like, most brutal training I've ever done. Um, it was a lot of lunging. I've done like 500 <laughs> lunges a day. 
uh, it was a lot of repetitive work. So mentally it was really hard, but it was a lot of fitness as well. I remember the first time I could touch barbell, I got really excited until I saw it was 200 bare complexes with empty barbell. <laughs> and um, honestly, one of the worst workouts for five weeks, every Tuesday I did that. It was hard. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal. It was bad. Um, so that's um, because I couldn't do any keeping movements. Um, I spent a lot of time on strict gymnastics. Um, until then, I was really struggling with strict muscle ups, but because that's all I could do. Um, when I finished with James, I could bang out like good sets of strict muscle ups after that as well. And uh, I did my first comp after I did back in uh, July, I think it was French Throwdown as a team to test it out and it all held fine and I PB'd my split jerk even though I haven't lifted for six months anything heavy. So that was a really good sign. And then we did, um, I carried on training, we did the Jagda Hopper in uh, November that probably pumped me up. Uh, did, you have, did you have a good partner for that, did you? Or? Uh, well, he was a bit of a no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, indeed, yeah. Hey, it was I've a good weekend. Been, I've never been pushed that hard in a workout, like on that box jump. Oh, horrendous. That was still, still goes on about it. Yeah, still. Uh, three like, years, still my... Two years later, yeah, two years later, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a big opener for me as well, like uh, doing a competition. I, I, I hadn't really done lots of team stuff before and yeah. going with someone like you as such a high-level athlete, it was, uh, it was ever so good. I loved it. It was such a good weekend, yeah. And it still is every year we do it. Apart from you had to wait for me pretty much on every movement. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe apart from handstand walls, that was the only yes. one. Yeah. I could get it on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You could actually kill me on front squats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the rest, you pretty much pulled us. Through, well, to so, be yeah. fair, we are literally like polar opposites. Like, um, like <laughs> I'm tall and lanky, you're short, and then you're really strong, I'm really weak. So, yeah. So, like, but, uh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, it did work. It did work. So that, that was obviously just before Christmas. And then we led into the next yeah. Open, um, yeah. which was two yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. And that was the first Open. Uh, I was determined to make it. But at the same time, that's the time when I moved to Barnum. And I, start, and I was working from six till nine every day. And uh, obviously, you don't work a whole day, but you in the gym. So nutrition wasn't the best. A lot the training wasn't the best and because I was working these hours like so many hours I was I got ill for like five weeks over Christmas and couldn't shift it either um so it, like my coach never told me that but apparently he was really worried that I'm not gonna make it again just because of the run-up to it but I was completely oblivious to it I was doing something I loved and I and I just carried on training and I was determined to make it anyway um, and yeah, that was the first year I made it. It was the most stressful open. Well, one of the most stressful opens. Um, I remember the fourth week was the worst one. Like I felt so sorry for Matt. I was just like absolute miserable bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging there just above the qualifying okay. the whole time. So I was I was within the qualifying spots for the whole four weeks, but. It could go either way. Like I was quite close to not like I was, I think, twenty seventh or something like that. So when I woke up on that Friday morning, um, on the fifth week, um, I looked at my phone and there was a message from John, and he says, 
and he said, I'm booking flights. I was like, oh, it must be a good workout then. I opened it up and it was thrusters and bare fees. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like the opposite. I was like, no. <laughs> it was yeah. the repeat of the workout, which was the only workout I did really well. And when I did my hand, the first okay. year. Yeah. So I knew, I knew I can do really well in that workout. So, and I smashed my time. And yeah, I was, I think it was top 10 in that workout in the end. Um, yeah, so it was really like, that was, I finished on such high. And the first, um, yeah, no, then finally Mediterranean regionals. Um, the first day was muck, uh, was snatch ladder, and then it was strict nate with strict ring muscle ups, which was, just couldn't be better for me. And uh, I remember a lot of girls didn't like really struggle with the strict muscle ups. Yeah. And if it was for my back, I would be one of them because that's not something I would be necessarily working on. Yeah, but because of the back, uh, that was my favorite workout, all-time favorite workout in any competition. The strict night was awesome. It was good, and I think, like you said, it highlighted so like lots of weaknesses, didn't it? And a lot of athletes have that yeah. strict strength, that ability to get those movements. But yeah, yeah and you absolutely crushed it, didn't you? So, how did you get on in the first regionals? You did. Uh, I was seventeenth uh, on day one. However, I ended up in top nine. So Jeez, that's amazing. Oh, I was six actually after the nades. So yeah. It was um, it was quite unreal to be. I bet it was, yeah. With the with the best in the world, and I remember watching the YouTube um, videos afterwards and the commentators saying like, "Oh, Anita, I was Sauli for a while then. Oh, uh, yeah, she need she knows what she needs to do to make it to the top five. <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> I was like, look at Alice in Wonderland there. I, was like, I remember going I love it. the ball balls and the crowd cheering on. And I was like, how the hell did she already finish the bloody workout? And he saw his daughter just crossing the finishing line when I wasn't even pretty much starting with my workout. It was, it was ridiculous. But there, yeah, so there is just some absolute yeah. machines, isn't there? The go, yeah. Unbelievable. And, so that was like, in, in essence, like looking at it, it was like three, it's pretty much three years of training to that point, wasn't it? With those two years yeah. of, of fallbacks with injuries and things happening that stopped you getting in. Yeah. And then um, after that, if we sort of forward wine, then you've been in, you've then been to the next two years, haven't you, of regionals? So you've yeah. done three, is that you've done three now, haven't you? Yeah, I've done three. So it was four years of training before yeah. I made regionals, but three years of really trying to yes, make it. Yeah. Um, and then the second year, I really, I, w I was so excited about it because I had such a good finish. I was like, okay, I will try to go for top 10. And um, obviously got better and fitter, but the Open definitely didn't go my way at all. I had three really good finishes, two really bad finishes. Um, and that put me out of the qualifying spot. And so I, I had to wait for three weeks, I think. Or maybe even longer before I got the invite for the second regional. So the second year, I look obviously I'm still proud of it. I still made it. It was hard. Um, it's hard region to qualify, and it's like really amazing athlete in Europe. Um, but even when I got there, I still felt the pressure I put on myself that I need to prove to people that I've got the right to be there. And um, I didn't get out of the bottom of the out of the bottom heat the whole weekend and. It, it was just, yeah, it was really, really 
frustrating for me and like I was so disappointed with myself and instead of like being happy that I'm there I was just constantly like beating myself down for not really doing as well as I would want to be yeah would want to be doing but on the last day I put myself back together I was thinking I'm not here to be this miserable I haven't trained all year round to be this miserable not having fun so I was like I don't care where I finish I don't care what the scores are I'm just gonna have fun and the last day was amazing and then I was beating myself up for being so stupid and like not doing it like from the day one yeah Um, so the third year I went into it with a little bit and I got some help during the open with my mindset because I'm realizing that's my biggest weakness and um, I got some um, help from an NLP uh, lady and she also does counseling and um, we just came up we just had free chats and um, she just made me look at myself a little bit differently she made me look at the workouts a little bit differently she doesn't do crossfit at all so it was really nice to have somebody completely impartial to it yeah to have a talk about it and uh, it was the most fun open i've ever had it was so much fun that there, there was a deadlift workout that if i had that year ago two years ago I would be panicking, I would be worrying, I would be thinking, oh, who's going to do well in that? Oh, how shit I'm going to do? But instead I looked at it, I was like, oh, awesome. Uh, I can finally test the deadlifts now, see how far I've come on them. Um, I went into it thinking like, yeah, I'm going to finish the workout. I was nowhere near finishing, but I went You try your best, yeah. Kind of, yeah, that kind of uh, mindset. And uh, it was so refreshing to have open like that. Like there was just... There was no stress. I was just, I was still obviously nervous. I still wanted to do well, but the best advice she gave me was not to look at the leaderboard at all. Mm. Um, so I knew way up, I knew where I was position wise, but I would, I couldn't compare myself to other people I knew. So after a few competitions, you get to know most of the athletes and you can kind of know like where you are on the level with others. And it's, it's so easy to keep comparing self to others and it was so refreshing to do an open workout and be actually happy with the effort I put in instead of going and looking like how much better somebody else did and then like, oh what if I did that could I could I beat them and so it that was that probably was the thing that made me enjoy the open the most yeah because they were fun workouts I didn't look at the leaderboard so I couldn't feel bad about myself and um it was great tests so going into the regionals it was a lot lot easier this year than it was the year before yeah you're right it's so easy i think the thing with crossfit is it like the numbers and things like that it can mess with people's head and uh, in it like over time it makes them not enjoy what they're doing and that's uh, that's um that's actually really sad because like for instance for yourself like what you're doing is at the highest level of the sport and what you're achieving is amazing so you should be really proud of yourself and uh and uh, and actually appreciate it but it really is hard and i know because i've been through that stage of like looking at all worrying stressing and it's and it does doesn't it, it gets you so quickly but yeah you, you flew into regionals this year didn't you and yeah and so we were, the last one this year it was in Berlin. yeah and nobody knew it was the last one so i'm so glad it was this year and not the year before because this year was i flew there with kelly frail and um 
not not with her, but she was competing. We made her compete because she made it to the games and she couldn't decide whether she wants to do regionals as well. We made her do it. Um, and she was so happy she did because then we realized it was the last year and it was such a good crowd there. Like it was a small venue, so it was full. It's a great atmosphere. Um, I got to do the first workout with the top guys because it was just two heats and so it was just so cool to be on the treadmill and then listening to the commentator saying what splits the girls Laura Horvath running I'm like <laughs> I can't even sprint <laughs> that fast let alone do 5k on that that fast yeah it, it was just so cool and I just had the best time it just being happy I was there and I was um on day one I ended up in the bottom heat again after day one, just running, obviously. I'm an <laughs> yeah. old rhino. Even, um, <laughs> I'm not built for running. Uh, and uh, I got cramps on the Linda, though Linda was really, I, I didn't think, but it was one of my favorite workouts. Um, so I couldn't go as far as I, I, was, I would like to. So I ended up in the bottom heat. But because I was in that different mindset of just appreciating what I did, and like where I was, um, I didn't really mind. And in my head, in fact, I was like, well, I'm in the bottom heat, so it means I can shine there. I could try to win some of the workouts in those heats. So and that made it a lot more fun than just being the last person on the floor. Yeah. Because I could race some people. Um, so yeah, I moved back up again after day, after day two. But yeah, it was just so, so fun. Shame it's gone now. But, um, and what's your plan now with, with, with competing and where you want to take it? Do you know yeah, what you want to do? I, um, yeah, so I kind of got to the stage where I thought when they announced that there's no regionals. Um, originally, I wanted to do regionals next year again. And then as well as uh, having a shot at uh, Masters. Yep. So I'm 35 in April. So I would be competing as Masters for the CrossFit Games. Um, and then they announced they they changing the region or they taking away the regionals and they changing the games and i was like is it the, like i don't know what kind of games it is i don't know if that's the games i want to be part of or so i yeah. was kind of in a in a dark that i was thinking oh maybe i'll just do a few competitions and enjoy myself just just compete but then i spoke to ben yeah then um and uh, he said you do need something to keep accountable for. Otherwise, you're not, you're not going to just, if you, if you don't know what you're training for, you're not going to do your best. Um, yeah. And that actually was really, uh, that was so true. So I decided that I will give the master's shot, whatever the games look like. I still want to see, I still have a good way to see how I'm standing against the world in my age category. So this is what, that's what it's, is in my head when I'm um, when I'm training now so that's what I'm gonna do that's fantastic yeah and I, I think you'll absolutely fly like um just from seeing you compete any last month you're you're absolutely crushing it and you you know when you know you're gonna have to so well over the next uh, over the next year although you are gonna be very busy aren't you because what are you up to uh right now actually and also over the next few months so up until now, we've been cutting some rubber mats in our new gym. <laughs> yes. The worst job in the world. Um, <laughs> kind, of, kind of satisfying, but at the same time, the most frustrating job. When oh, my cut, God. When he cut the mat after half an hour effort and um, 
it looks wonky. Yeah. But never mind. Uh, so we're opening our own gym uh, in Stonehouse called CrossFit Nidus, which is Latin for nests. And um, it really started because Matt calls me beak because of my big nose. Um, <laughs> so it's the home of the bee. But it stands also for like, Nest is the place where you gather your family, and that's what I see CrossFit as. Like it's oh, damn right, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. You, you know, it's been, well, it's been quite it's been in the pipeline in terms of like you've wanted yeah. to do it for a long, long time, haven't you? So I've been really excited to see you go through this. And when's your when are you actually opening? Do you have an opening day set yet? We've got a grand opening on the twelfth of January, and um, we will be opening our doors next week for first trial sessions throughout the December. So we'll have evening sessions for first trials and. Uh, That's fantastic. That's so yeah. exciting. I remember like uh, when we first opened um, Shire Fit and it was just, for me, it was like, it was like that apprehension of will someone turn up and then the moment someone walked <laughs> through the door, like it's amazing just to be able to give them something you've created. Yeah. Um, and then like you said, see the community and that family grow and uh, there's, there's no better feeling. It's that thing of having your own thing to grow and build. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for you. But wow. I suppose to sort of like um, to finish off, there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts that are like wanting to get into competitions or are doing like some of the lower level comps that want to keep getting better. Was there, apart from obviously your current top two tips to get Instagram followers <laughs> and uh, eat lots of lemon cake, what, uh, what, would be, what would be your like top sort of top tips or anything for people wanting to get into competitions? Um, never skip the basics. Yes. A lot of people yeah. try to go things too soon, too fast, and uh, it never ever pays off. So, even I, when I started, um, when I decided I want to compete, I actually found a coach, and John has been with me for like ever since. So I've had coach for seven years, and he knows me better than I know myself. So it depends how serious you want to get with it. So if you want to be really serious, I'd say you will need a coach. Uh, and your own programming to attack your weaknesses. Um, but even if you want to do just competing, just on whatever level it is, and you don't want to have your own coach or your own programming, then you can still achieve it in the classes, as long as you work on the basics and don't skip any steps. Yes. Like, it's no yeah. point of skipping anything, and then it will always bite your ass down the line. Yes, that is so true. So true. I think that's a massive one with a lot of um, a lot of the youngsters coming through CrossFit nowadays that are competing, like and the teens and things like that. A lot of them are skipping all those basics, and I, I do feel like it's going to catch them up pretty quick in terms of injuries and yeah. not having those raw yeah. skills that they should have. But um, yeah. that is fantastic. Well, uh, thank you ever so much for like jumping on. I know you're super busy at the minute, so thank you for jumping on and just chatting for. Actually, we said 20 minutes, but I think we've been for like 40 now. So something like, yeah, and I, I'm, and I'm coaching shortly. I'm, I'm guessing you probably are as well. So uh, but thank you very much. That's amazing. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll sure we'll get you on in the future as well again to talk a little bit more. Yeah. Bang on. Thank you. That's okay. Thank you very much. And we shall, and uh, like I said, over the next few weeks, we've got loads of different people listening to the podcast, but we're going to be having um, some gym owners talking about their experiences of like running a location and things like that. So make sure you tune in. Thank you very much.